There have been a lot of terrible things that have happened during war, whether it was the massacres of the Vietnam War, the Armenian genocide, the massacres during like the Serbian Bosnian conflicts in the 90s. It's just one of the parts of war that no one really likes to talk about or remember. The Nanking massacre may be worse than all of those that I just mentioned. It's up to you to decide this week on Our Weird World. Our Weird Welcome to Our Weird World. I am your host, John Henson, and this week we are finishing up, thank God, Japanese July, kind of where we started with the second Sino-Japanese War. It's an event from that war that somehow gets overlooked in history, and my guess is probably because Unit 731, which we discussed a couple of weeks ago, and World War II, that this war sort of got absorbed by, just took over this whole part of history. Um, you've made it this far. I'm sure you can handle this one. It's story time. Story time. As we discussed in the Unit 731 episode, the Second Sino-Japanese War was basically Japan's attempt to take over a huge chunk of China as a way to expand its empire. And in August 1937, the Japanese army invaded Shanghai, which is one of the biggest cities in China. The battle over the city raged for over three months and probably included like epic karate fight scenes among like hundreds of soldiers in the middle of the streets, you know, just great choreography. Um, And by mid-November, the Japanese had taken over the city and they set their sights on Nanking, which was uh, at the time the capital of China instead of Beijing. Chinese leader Chiang Kai-shek knew that Nanking was going to fall because even though China had 10 times more people, the Japanese were just that relentless. And on the advice of German advisors who were allies with China at the time, uh, Chiang Kai-shek withdrew his men from the capital and planned to kind of lure the Japanese deeper into the Chinese forest and use the country's wilderness as a defensive advantage. Uh, Tang Xingzi A Chinese warlord, however, had other plans. He gathered 100,000 soldiers and prevented the evacuation of Nanking by blocking the roads, destroying boats, and burning nearby villages. Just, you know, because he... He wanted people to protect the capital like he didn't he didn't, you know, agree with the government's stance of just letting the Japanese take it over. He wanted to fight. And um, John, I think it was, yeah, John Rabi, Rabi? Rabe? I don't know. John Rabe. Um, that just sounds fun to me. John Rabe, uh, a German national who was acting as the chairman of the International Safety Zone Committee, sent a telegram to the Japanese asking for a three-day ceasefire to you know, help the Chinese kind of resolve the situation with Xingzi uh, and just to give the citizens time to get out. And the Japanese were just like, nah. And they just kept, just started bombing Nanking relentlessly. Um, Japanese troops arrived in Nanking on December 8th, and the next day they dropped leaflets into the city demanding surrender and promising no mercy if the offer was refused. Uh, the deadline for a response to the leaflets came and went, and so the Japanese just started their assault on the city. Um, while that was going on, uh, there were two Japanese uh, officers, 
Toshiaki Mukai and Suyoshi Noda. And they were a little bit farther back behind the approaching or the, you know, the advancing Japanese army. And these two officers pretty much decided to start a contest to see who could kill a hundred Chinese people the fastest, preferably before Nanking actually fell. And so as the two made their way from the towns of Jurong to Tangshan on their way to Nanking, Mukai had killed 89 people and Noda had killed 78. And by the time they arrived, you know, near Nanking, since neither of them had actually killed a hundred Chinese people yet, they just decided to keep going. After a fight at Zijin Mountain, Mukai had killed 106 and Noda had killed 105. And since neither of them knew which one had made it to 100 first, they just were like, all right, we'll just keep going. And they upped the number to 150. And even then, no one knows who ended up winning. That's just like a little side story in this whole massacre that occurred. Um, Meanwhile, back in Nanking, Japanese soldiers were going door to door uh, and just raping everything with a hole to stick something in. Um, when the Japanese soldiers finished their raping, they killed their victims and then mutilated them with their bayonets, bamboo, just any kind of sharp object that they could just beat someone sense- senseless with. Um, the young children who were... <laughs> uh, this is bad. This is real bad. Um, young children who were too small to be raped uh, were split open so that soldiers could rape them anyway. Like... Dude, (laughs) like I laugh, not because I think it's funny, but just because my brain is just like, I don't know how else to respond to that. Like that's, it's awkward. The visual is horrifying and, you know, like crying about it's not going to do any good. So, so laughter and not like, (laughs) that's so funny. No, it's it's like, oh, <laughs> no. All right, anyway, you get it. You get it. Um, at, at its height, uh, a thousand people in Nanking were getting raped every day. And when Japanese soldiers weren't raping people, they were forcing family members to rape each other. Because why not? Uh, Chinese soldiers who uh, were not getting raped in this were instead taken down to the Yangtze River and either machine gunned or decapitated with with their own swords. By December, the Japanese were getting tired of raping and just began killing everyone with whatever they had. They rounded up soldiers and civilians and hurled landmines at them. And if anyone survived the explosions, those people were just covered in gas and set on fire. Anyone who then somehow survived that was just stabbed to death with a bayonet. And it's estimated that anywhere from 40,000 to 300,000 people were killed in the Nanking Massacre. Um, Historians can't really pinpoint the exact number because a lot of those bodies were just burned, buried in mass graves, or dumped in the Yangtze River. Several Japanese officers that were involved in the massacre, however, unlike Unit 731, were tried for war crimes and executed. And, you know, that that's kind of pretty much the end of the story there, because as the Second Sino-Japanese War kind of raged on, uh, that whole conflict was then absorbed by World War Two. So, yeah. Well, there you go. We made it through Japanese July. Uh, some probably in better shape than others. Um, 
you know, again, this wasn't meant to be like some anti-Japanese propaganda. I just kind of found it odd that so many awful stories could come from a nation that seems pretty innocent and happy. Uh, also, I just like alliteration. So, you know, Japanese July just, you know, had a nice little ring to it. Um, so, yeah, let's see what we learned today. What did we learn? Number one, before evolving into part of World War II, the Second Sino-Japanese War was an intense battle between China and Japan. Uh, imagine if those two countries started fighting each other again. Like it, it would definitely lead to World War III for sure. Um, but out of out of the Second Sino-Japanese War, you had this Nanking Massacre. You also had Unit Seven Thirty One. Like I'm telling you, man. Like the Japanese, keep an eye on them. Uh, number two, at its height, a thousand people were getting raped in Nanking every day. And I like, this probably isn't the best example, but you're going to remember it. Like for some of you, that's like your entire high school graduating class getting raped every day. Um, it's just an insane number. And, uh, number three, as many as 300,000 people were killed during the massacre, but we won't ever know for sure because of just the way that the Japanese destroyed the bodies and the evidence, uh, just beyond all recognition next week we're gonna shift gears to something way less sad a mystery uh, you're gonna hear the story of martin Gare. who was he what happened to him was it dun 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 a case of stolen identity Find out next week. I don't know what that was. Thank you for listening. Uh, tell all your friends and keep it weird. 